This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, Joey asks us about doing the petty. Because you don't know how it feels. Yeah, you don't know how it feels to pod me. This is what Joey sounds like. And I set fire to the pod. Watch it burn as I listen, mom. This is what an errand sounds like to try to make pod rhyme with something that it doesn't sound like. There we go. Yeah. Um, and this is what an executive producer and American girl, Jess Vander, sounds like. Hi, this is Jess. I don't know if this counts as housekeeping, but I'm going to insert it here anyway. I had a dream that I went to the Adele uh, uh, Vegas residency and that I met Adele and that she offered me press on nails. And because I snuck in and I didn't want her to know who Branch and I were, I said that my name was Oliver and Branch's name was Abby. And then I woke up. So that's just to give you context of both what my subconscious is and how I've been chasing that now for a full day after the dream, and I can't shake it. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Think, thanks. Think so. needs it. Um, Thank you. I th- that basically cleaned up the house, I think, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, it did. It's nice. I'm happy um, to have done so. And in case you're wondering why I had multiple... Tom Petty references at the beginning of this episode. It is because that is what I would like to talk to you about. The entire Petty family. (laughs) (laughs) And all of their many children. Um, No, recently Aaron and I were texting because I know Aaron likes Mortal Kombat. And I saw like... just a bizarre thing on the internet that I was like, why is this delighting me so much? I need to send it to Aaron. Apparently among like pro Mortal Kombat players that are doing like in-between tournaments, just like stream events where they're playing other pro like in individual matches. Um, there has been, <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it a scandal, I guess. I don't, uh, Aaron, I don't know what, where, where we would qualify this in yeah. that spectrum. <laughs> Definitely in the in the special place between a meme and a meme, meme weirdness and scandal, like cultural weirdness. And uh, scandal. A hubbub. It hubbub. may be Ooh, a hubbub. Ker- Full blown kerfuffle. <laughs> Definitely, kerfuffle. it's a kerfuffle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. has been an anonymous player who has come into these tournaments and is beating the pants off of the other pros, changing characters, doing other things, and just sort of disrespecting them in the process. Um, and I was like, why is this so entertaining? And I, and I think, Aaron, you might have said it's so petty, or I said it's so petty. And, and I was like, we should talk about pettiness. <laughs> like, why, why is pettiness so compelling? Why is it entertaining? It is, you know, I looked just briefly today. I just typed the word petty into Twitter, and it, it's not like a trending topic, but it has more posts about pettiness than like many of the trending <laughs> topics per hour, 
right? It was like over 2,000 posts about pettiness in like the past 30 minutes or something like that when I typed it in. Um, maybe there's a petty, a petty event happening. Maybe it's a Tom Petty reunion tour, and that's why it's being unduly in, inflated. But I realized that there's sort of a dynamic to pettiness that is about justice, which I mm. found really like interesting and fascinating. And it made me, as a, after we spoke, be like, maybe pettiness isn't all bad. Maybe petty, you know, it's maybe it's like hanging on to small injustices, but like getting them paid back. And maybe we like it because it's seeing justice served or seeing things like that happen. And so I wanted to ask you all, when or how or where are the places that we should be deploying pettiness and feel okay about it? First, we must start, I, I feel like, with an interrogation of the scope of pettiness. Mm. Because mm. inherently, pettiness Set the stage. is small, right? It's like a little, like, oh, it's like a little jab. It's a little, oh, just to, just, you know, just really like that energy and sound I'm producing. And so I guess the first thing that it makes me think of when you ask this question is what would be a just pairing of pettiness to offense? Like the offense itself then must be small or outsized. Like what, 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 what warrants that amount of just like sticking to the gun, you know, like what? So, so what is Are fair you saying the here? comeuppance? The comeuppance needs to equate to the initial injustice. Or, like there or, needs to be an appropriate the, pairing. Well, the appropriate pairing, but what would that be? Is like, is it only appropriate to be petty when something is vastly like a, a imbalanced in the the offense that has been caused? Like, is does that then warrant pettiness? Whereas, like, if something was small, being petty though itself is small is actually too much there's like a mm. there's like a petty there's like the petty balance of scales or we, we, we got to come up with a name for this thing but it i feel like just because petty is small doesn't mean the thing that warrants it is small and if i might add there's something in the action that might be small but the action might be the tip of an iceberg that is actually something mm. very very large mm. and this i this notion that like pettiness is an expression of like trying to rebalance the scales of justice in your favor yeah. is like super helpful as a frame because like i think I, mm, there have been all right there have been times when i've been in the grocery store mm -hmm. and i'm walking <laughs> out the front door of the grocery store oh, we know it and it's my Midwesternness. Like, I can't help it. I'm very, very Midwestern. So, like, what you do is you hold the door for the person behind you. You even, like, if you have two bags of groceries, you put down one bag and you use your foot to hold it open. And when somebody walks through and doesn't acknowledge the fact that I inconvenienced myself to let them through, oh, and they just so keep walking with their groceries. Oh, no, okay. There's a there's this moment that I, I it runs in. I, I, and I, I imagine it's pretty universal. Like, pure hate. Yes. Do you <laughs> say something? Do you express that like vitriol that you have? You're in that welcome. Moment? 
Exactly. Like, do you say that? Right. And like loud enough for somebody to hear. Do you like say it quiet enough so they don't hear it, but you got it out of your system. And then there are like other like it's necessary to bring it in. There are all these other like identity dynamics that I think come into play. There are like, well, who's holding the door for whom? Mm. Who walked through and didn't look back and say Mm. anything? And that's when a lot of other elements come into this that are like influencing like my spur of the reaction moment of like am i gonna say something or not because like did you did you did you not say anything because you expect me to be holding the door for you do you not say anything because you literally (laughs) don't see me holding the door because like me and people like me are invisible to you like these are all the things that come up and so if i am to say anything the calculus that is speeding through all of my synapses is if I say something, is it too, is it just petty? Mm-hmm. Like does, does this person need to at least have a moment to recognize that like this situation of me inconveniencing myself is not just fundamentally about two random people that exist like in a vacuum. Like we got stuff that we exist in and it's complex. You know what? You, I feel like you're, what you're touching on right there is almost like pettiness is a threshold and that if mm. it what if if your response is justified, it almost is no longer petty. It becomes like right. that is a fair response. No, right. But the, but the, but there's a component of it that's interesting. Like because you were you were sort of as you were saying like I'm at the grocery store. I'm at the do- <laughs> like I'm start. I started going into this like petty spiral of like what are the things that could possibly happen and I didn't even know what the grievance was going to be but I started thinking of petty things to do in response like someone <laughs> like knocked over your cart or closed the door on you as you're pushing out a cart or something and you just leave your cart behind their car as they're getting in yes like yes. I'm just thinking of like oh, but the, the, terrible. The, what? the things that I was realizing are like all of the petty offenses or all of the things that we would not always maybe, but often associate with are breaches of the social contract. I feel like maybe that is not true, but it's like you held the door for someone and like the rule of politeness, certainly in like the Midwest where you came from is to be like, thank you. Right. It's not like a heavy burden, but like, it, it is a small injustice and you feel like you need to do it. Whereas like no laws are being broken. If someone bumped your cart by accident or closed the door on you and you left the cart behind their car. So they had to get back mm-hmm. out of their car and move it is like no, no laws, no rules are breaking. It is all sort of in like the social fabric zone that we're talking about. And the whole, uh, the winds of they started it behind you mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, to power you. Yes. And when you like really let those winds go, there's like this like, do you do it? Like there's such a small window in which to like deliver petty. Like and and that's actually why I love your cart analogy, Joey, or moment, because like I can do I get an I got another minute, right? Like like I missed the moment where I like couldn't have done it, but now I've got another minute to do it. And in all honesty, there's like I think there is this this like other component of just like expression and stifledness that's in this because like the work to uphold the social contract, whatever they are and however small they are, is mental work. Like we go out of our way sometimes to do little things that are not really in our individual best interest, but it's in the so to speak societal best interest. And so when someone breaks that. 
like you kind of feel perhaps compelled to like remind them that like, but wait, this is the rule. Yeah. And if you don't <laughs> express that, you have, yes, there's like one element of expression, which is just like, I'm really fucking annoyed. Like, please, mm-hmm. if if I'm reaching for an apple and and you, you like beeline in and just grab the apple before I can grab it, again, we're still in the grocery store. We're in the fruit aisle now. Follow us. Follow <laughs> yeah, us it, it, the grocery Follow. store, a nightmare. <laughs> a complete nightmare for these things. And then the person just walks away. Like, y- there's the moment of like, excuse me. Yeah. When someone is reaching for an apple yeah. that is obviously in mid stride, you need to get back in line with the social contract, which is that I get this apple because I am literally here <laughs> reaching for it. And like, and I need to be an agent of the system that we're a part of that says like, no, this is this is how we comport ourselves. Yes, it's it's that like righteous thing, mm. which, of mm. course, like I think I've even shared with you the story about the time that uh, in bumper to bumper traffic, I watch a uh, person on the sidewalk um, or no, I watched a person in the car in front of us chuck an empty bottle out the window mm. like aiming for a garbage can plausibly, but like obviously did not and wasn't going to do anything about it. So because we're sta- like standing still, I get out of the car and I pick up the bottle and my friends in the car are like, no, 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 no. And I go pick it up and I wrap it on the door of the car. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> you dropped this. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's yeah. so petty. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so dearly and, every time. And in that moment, it was it was just like you're saying of like, I must intervene and remind <laughs> right like there there is accountability to these actions like you well, street justice well uh, this this justice thing there's like you know the formal justice which we have like a police system and judges and juries that are all a part of and have i'm not even gonna go there but like there are like players that are like uh, uh, sort of knighted to play those roles whereas for all these other things that are like below the threshold of like misdemeanor and are just inconveniences we all have martial law every day where it's like we must choose when to assert and remind via whatever authority we ha- are endowed or have endowed ourselves with to like keep the shit together keep the structure together okay but ethically though like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ethically, if I felt so inclined, <laughs> right, like what I should have done was go and pick it up and just put it in myself. Like, right, 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 like right. I, right. So, so, but is it, well, is it necessary? And like maybe that could have been observed and someone's like, ah, oh, I should model that, that behavior at best or maybe just whoosh, over their heads. But uh, you are a member of society, though. You chose in that moment to teach someone a lesson because you said, we're in this together. And it doesn't matter how much I no, do no, on no. your behalf. We got to do this. Yes. What, what's funny is I'm realizing like pettiness is when we're talking about justice, pettiness is fundamentally punishment in mm. some capacity. Also, though, right. It is mm. like saying the thing It is. it is like saying the word back, bringing it over to them. You punish them with an uncomfortable situation. You punish them by making them confront that thing. You say a thing to someone, right? It is like meeting a grievance with something with a punishment. And like, right. In psychology, we know punishments don't work, but it also made me think about this. There is an economy. I can't even remember where I was listening to this economist talk about like different game theory situations and Mm -hmm. social modeling and policies and stuff. But they were talking about 
Russia and this game where if you're trying to develop win-wins like all around the world, if someone is taking too much and they're punished in the game as you continue to play this game, the appropriate behaviors uh, model in when they find out, when other players find out that someone wasn't taking more than their fair share. But in Russia, if someone's punished for taking more than their fair share, they will just punish back and the game spirals into just eat eat the players hitting each other back and forth, like hitting in quotes, like just punishing each other somehow through Mm -hmm. it where I was like, I'm realizing like, oh, it is just like pettiness. Like even if I was wrong and you punished me, my response is to punish you back. To punish you back again. Uh, Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and it is uh, in many ways just a feedback loop, right? Like all of this is just feedback of like, if you're if you're driving and you run into a berm like the feedback you get from the berm is like you get literally back in your lane like you are going off of the road and in many ways if you are going outside of the societal lanes there are nodes of feedback and what you're describing is like these like hell loops of feedback which are just like punishment is the vector for them and it's like yeah but but don't do that. But don't do that. But don't do that. And it is interesting because they're both responding to different like uh, maybe not breakages of the co- social contract, but reinforcing it of like, yeah, you must return like with like that is the that is the berm against which the tires need to be hitting. <laughs> One of the interesting things about punishment in social psychology is that it is good at eliminating specific behaviors, but doesn't generalize as learning. So if you get hit for doing a thing, you know not to do that thing, but it like situations like it, the behavior doesn't carry over. And so it's interesting that like a person that you don't know in a situation where we're all agreeing to abide by the social contract, like pettiness may eliminate the behavior, right? Like if someone like says some out of pocket shit to you in the grocery store line because you did a shitty thing. Like it may eliminate you from doing that shitty thing anymore because the conversation mm-hmm. was uncomfortable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never going to get in a fight in the grocery store line again or, <laughs> or something like that. Like I saw uh, when I was searching for this, like recently, I guess LeBron was at, I think one of his son's basketball games and like a student on the opposing team was like, walking behind him in a toga like putting up l fingers behind lebron and lebron just kind of carried and walked on but then savannah his wife it looks like when uh their team won or or their team did something just walked across in front of the whole opposing crowd (laughs) clapping the whole time and i was like that will probably like teach someone like yeah don't do that like because it's gonna come back at you but i was like one so petty and to like, you know, did it have its intended impact? Maybe like you would probably be like, I thought I was so good, not even playing on the court, but like, you know, sticking it, like punching up at LeBron and then someone just comes back by and is just like clapping straight in your face. And you're like, I, I did a wrong. This also, <laughs> though, I think because you brought up earlier the sort of like the game theory side of this, I feel like there's another component of, of like the, the long game or, you know, is this a one shot scenario with you in this 
individual or like are you gonna have to suffer consequence or like can they can they even come back with yet another like is this a sort of ship's passing moment or are you gonna have to like suffer the consequences if they decide to amp it up yet again and escalate from here like is 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 petty petty? worth it (laughs) if even if your intentions are to create justice but instead you just make it worse this is where i think politics are interesting and i'm gonna go in the time machine to like the last five years probably and there are two specific like buckets of situation that i'm thinking of one is the state of the union and nancy pelosi's clap like that was meme like it was memeable because it was a pet in theory a petty clap or a petty choice and like context headlines are about it for the context context i can't even remember what year it was 2018 probably state of the union around then Nancy Pelosi is the speaker of the house and then president who shall not be named is giving a, his state of the union. 2019. It was 2019. Okay. Giving the state of the union address and sitting behind the president is uh, the vice president and the, uh, uh, the head of the, Oh my God, speaker of the house. There we go. And so Nancy Pelosi, then speaker of the house uh, did two things during this state of the union that were, meme worthy afterward one was after a statement i cannot remember the content of the statement uh she gave the 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 sideways clap like this like incredibly patronizing clap toward the then president to basically say yeah be proud of that even though that was something that we did like there was so much communicated in that moment intentionally and then later on at the end of the speech because it was quite incendiary it did the opposite of what a state of the union in theory should do which is try to create any sort of sense of union union Uh, (laughs) she (laughs) tore up the speech she literally just tore up her copy and put it on the desk and then walked away and it was like now now the reason that I think this is interesting is not necessarily because of the literal, po- like the uh, the politics of the situation, like Democrats and Republicans. It's more so the like the justice cycle, like the grievance and the like the fact that you know you have the entire country's many country of the country's eyeballs on you to sort of channel this sense of like this is I must I must petty this like I can't deal. And, and I have to and do a petty. <laughs> I have to do a petty. So there's like, I think there's an importance in that where like there is the spectator version of the petty, which is like, I'm going to be petty because I need other people to be in this. Like petty is fundamentally a social exercise. It is not something that can be done in isolation and ideally is best delivered in threes because you want somebody to see that you did the petty thing. You want somebody to affirm the justice that you sought to mm-hmm. like meet out in that moment. Mm-hmm. And if you just do it to somebody else, then it's just two people disagreeing on something. Like that doesn't really it might still be petty, but it's not doing the uh, second part that we talked about, rising to the to the level of potentially Maybe not teaching, but pushing. I'll get mm. to my second example in a second. It's long story short, Karen's. Like Karen's. <laughs> that like I think we have to we did a whole episode on Karen's, and I think you cannot talk about Karen's without talking about misogyny that's baked into it. And this doesn't give a sidestep to all of the things that come up when we see like the Karen memes on airlines, etc. But what's rooted in that is a sense of powerlessness 
constantly being uh, feeling that like they they are ignored and feeling that they need to police the social contract in very very public ways and actually mm-hmm. like many times a lot of those moments are uh, i think go viral because they seem as though they were born out of petty responses like mm-hmm. why did you have to why, why did you all of a sudden like chase down this kid in a store who is literally just shopping for clothes store like these things are born out of petty moments that are perceived to be breaking social contracts and inspiring that vigilante attitude of like i must right the wrongs and then just to like loop it all together the shaming the public shaming that happens in the like as a result of these videos is the feedback loop response against that like that uh punishment to say you did a, you did a wrong <laughs> that wasn't yeah. one you actually fell into one we need to make sure that this is clear and it also it also often i'm realizing is a demonstration of not calibrating your petty mm. right mm. right you you oftentimes in the karen moment it is being met with a situation where someone feels aggrieved in the social contract and escalating way too far, right. way too hot, right? Like the Central Park dog walker or the dog situation where the woman called the cops on the guy that was bird watching, I believe, because he'd said, like, you can't have your dog off leash here. Mm-hmm. And her response was, instead of just saying something petty and just carrying on and doing whatever she felt like, which most people, most people would either say, oh, I'm sorry, you're right, I'm wrong, I'll put my dog in a leash or ignore that person, and right. that could be, like, a petty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she called the cops, pretended she was crying, got busted, and then we had the amplified petty where then she got dragged through the mud on, like, a national scale, and everyone was like, good, you deserve it, because, like, you completely played this situation wrong. But it is, like, not meeting like choosing to be petty and like going nuclear instead of being like, you know, making a snide comment, like you said, like under your breath or something like that, you know? That is like not even, like you said, that is like, it has also breached the ceiling of petty and yes. escalated <laughs> yes. to yes. a different place. I was about breached to say, the it did. It, it's exactly what you're describing, Jess, where there is, there is a necessary built-in like calibration of parallelism that requires something to remain in the petis in the petosphere. Petosphere. In yes. the petosphere. I love it. Where and it goes to that point of like, if it's in the social contract, if it's in that social fabric, the idea is like someone did something that is not technically illegal, and you do something back that is petty, but also not technically illegal. And in this instance, the woman did an elite she did a crime while crime she was. Crime is the ceiling of petty? So no. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like in this instance, she didn't do a petty; she did a crime. Yeah, uh, by like <laughs> making a false police claim on that person who was in the, you know, bird watching or whatever. And so, like, you, you have to meet a petty with a petty, not like meet a petty with a crime. And that's where, like, like knowing how to calibrate and stay within this, the pedosphere, uh, as you coined. Indeed, and it, and it reminds us that like laws legal the the law the justice system all of these things 
are intended to try to reinforce social contracts. They're trying to make uh, uh, like outcomes from breaking certain social contracts. And what's interesting is that even though the petosphere, it's kind of like the atmosphere, like it sits right below <laughs> the like legal the legal system, the legosphere, like, the legosphere. Um, the 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 meniscus between the two is actually where things get really interesting, <laughs> because like that's exactly the thing that you're talking about, where like, oh, you really didn't realize that you 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 flew too close to the sun on that one, and now you have to react with the the actual legal consequences that come from breaching the petosphere. You 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 brought up rule number one when choosing to enter into the petosphere is. Fuck around, find out. So, a, right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You listen, it's <laughs> wow. going to be in my special thanks, but I just went to Vegas last weekend and I, I, it, that speaks to me. That is the, that is, yeah. I'm pretty sure that is the, um, the state bird of Vegas is fuck around and find out. I'm pretty sure. I'm 90% sure. Drag race, Anitra, I borrowed that from you a little bit. So, like, Gotta give do shout we, outs. Do we do we have a petty story from Vegas that you can share with us before we wrap this up? No, because the entire city is petty. Like you can't. There's so many, and I I cannot divulge. All I will say is, <laughs> blowing smoke at someone in their face, even though you're smoking indoors. Uh, if that happens, it is justifiable to then av- accidentally nudge their drink to the end of a table off of which it might fall should they bump it and maybe they did that's i'm gonna that's the most like that's the roundaboutest way that i'm gonna frame that you up you did a perfect petty i you did a perfect mm, petty Tom because not only proud. did you do the petty but they ultimately did the petty <laughs> to themselves i mean that's i am i am in awe of you i am I proud am. <laughs> I don't know if I could replicate it though. <laughs> I think that was a one-off serendipitous moment of petty. It was serendipitous. It was a petty inception. You, Pe- you petty inception someone. Impetuous. I'm, like, I'm gobsmacked. I'm I am <laughs> stunned and awed with your like the magnitude and the facility with mm. which you are capable mm. of deploying petty. I like truly. I'm like so proud. <laughs> Again, Midwest. I'm just saying. The only people that got us beat is the South. <laughs> Southern nice beats what beats Midwest nice every day. So, <laughs> well, Jess, can you can you do our Petty Murphy corner? <laughs> Dear, which also could be Aaron. Could you be Petty Murphy? Could that be like? I, maybe that could be my drag nickname. I think that's my yours. Mine is Belize Navidad, so I'm already I'm spoken yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't have your drag names always at the ready. Come on, guys. Get it get it together. Come on. I do now. Yes. Petticoats. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply uh, offended or wounded in a way that the world does not understand. Wasn't injustice wrought upon you? It's time to enter the pedosphere. Do the petty. Achieve your justice and change the winds of fate.
or like not. I don't know. Maybe we just got it all wrong. But hey, you know, critical nonsense. So many new terms in this episode. <laughs> that is the best wrap up corner ever. Oh my god. Yep, I think we did it. I've got my jetpack on. Let's go to the pedosphere. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck around, find out. <laughs> Critical Nonsense is a Sylvain production. Brought to you by Petite Petty Tea. Mmm, it's lukewarm. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, um, as always, we'd like to thank our executive producer and Lori Petty, Jess Vander. You're welcome. We would also like to thank sound engineer and the opposite of petty, so substantive sound engineer, Alex Contell. We'd like to thank our programming coordinator and the heartbreaker to my Tom Petty, Les Jacobs. You know what? We got to put a few other bricks in the wall. Damn it. That's the wrong band. Uh... (laughs) All right. Sorry, Gilbert. <laughs> Norm Estridge, we love you. Thank you. As always, thank you. Sorry, Ellen. Both. Uh, special thanks. I'd like to thank the berm. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. For, for keeping us in line. Yes. Yes. Petty is the berm. <laughs> Petty is the berm. <laughs> Petty is the berm. I, you know what? I, I have, I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank NASA for helping us understand what makes up the petosphere. You know, they've done the, the, the JWST so has much really work. been helping us figure out the distance between us and the petosphere. Um, and the speed with which Petty travels. Yes, exactly. Uh, all thinking about you, James Webb Space Telescope. I wanted to unpack JWST because that was a little <laughs> fast. Uh, yeah. I've got I've got three more I've got three more but Jess you got you just go, super go. quick I'd love to thank the actual state bird of Nevada the mountain bluebird. Thanks. <laughs> I mean bird. Mm, fuck around and find out is a little bit not more. petty enough. <laughs> yeah, not not petty enough. It actually which, looks um, like a very sweet the, bird. The the, the magpie the magpie is the fuck around and find out of birds which I also saw a video this week of a magpie in Australia just chasing and pecking at a kid flying down a hill on a scooter trying to get away. You magpies, know, petty. If it's not magpies, then I also want to thank, no, this is this is too much of a stretch. Jim Carrey in the outtakes for Liar Liar is in the courtroom scene and he does a little uh, uh, origami with a goose. And I think that the goose is maybe as petty as the magpie. So thank you to all of all of those. Mm-hmm. All of our petty birds. Petty what are your three special thanks, Aaron? Yeah, we got to know. Um, okay. We got to thank uh, The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, can't remember why, but it was. it's just it needs to be thanked. Season finale is in a couple of days. Just, hey, very good. Uh, need to special thank Ed Boone and John Tobias, the creators of Mortal Kombat, because mm-hmm. that's how we got down this rabbit hole. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, need to thank Adele. <laughs> you are living rent-free in my head every day, all day. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I lied there's a fourth because it's an Aaron Powers triplet. 
Uh, um, I also want to thank the book So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. Very, very good read that is about, uh, it's a couple of years old, but really, really good about breaking social contracts and what the internet and Twitter and all of that has to do with policing those for better or for worse. Good read. Good read. Would you Would you say that Adele or Taylor Swift is more petty in their music? Definitely Taylor Swift. Beyonce is pretty petty in her music too, I'm realizing. This is not where you want to start this conversation. Jimmy. I was going to say, we're going to have a lot um, of comments in ways that we don't want do to be responding to them. Do you know what you do? Xenu saves. <laughs> do you sense mm-hmm. this pot booster? Yeah, yeah. No, I and I will say we're going to melt it all together by saying that all three of them are perfect, awesome, and the least necessarily petty ever. Mm-hmm. Did we solve it? Did we fix it? Yep. Yeah, we should just shake it off and move on. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Love you. Mean it. Bye. Much of it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> The color blue is also the color cerulean. Okay, I know which recording this is. I should have asked if you guys were ready to press play, but I suppose The color blue is also the color taxi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And taxi is my favorite smell. Moments when I know uh, I found my people. Critical nonsense. Critical to nonsense. We're all recording, yeah?